physically, Jacob is a weak man. But spiritually, in, ma- in things that matter, Jacob, you're one of the strongest people I've ever known. He's God's man tonight. He's bringing us the Word. Would you please make welcome Brother Jacob Berry. All the glory goes to God. He is the one that does everything. Says he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. I'd like to thank Brother Jocelyn again for having us here. Every year just keeps getting better and better. And I pray that if the Lord tarries his coming, that it'll keep getting better and better. And we must not let the fires of Kent meeting stop, but keep it burning on until the Lord comes again. Because that's the commandment of God. According to the book of Leviticus, he said, I started the fire, and the fire must never go out. I will say this. There is one preacher preaching tonight. That's better than I am. Dr. Billy Graham is preaching. You know how Joplin said something about heroes? Well, he's kind of my hero in the faith. That would explain why there's so many empty seats tonight. That explain why there's so many empty seats tonight. Oh, by the way. And oh, by the way. Oh, you is playing. Oh, you is playing. So that's why Zane Brooks isn't here. If you have your Bible, I'd like for you to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. The book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. As you're turning there, I'll just go ahead and tell you this. About two years ago, I talked to Brother Brian Bear at the camp meeting. God gave me an idea for this sermon. So he looked at it. And he told me something that I thought was amazing. 
he said that several years ago, before I was even born, Dr. Calvin Evans Sr., Cal Ray's daddy, God gave him the same sermon. And so, I said it was so amazing that even though the generations have changed, the message still remains the same. Shall we stand in reverence to the, to the reading of the Word of God? The Bible says in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Let us pray. About three years ago, Pastor Wade Moore from Wichita, Kansas, invited us to preach at the House on Fire conference. And one night, we were having fellowship, and we were at the IHOP, 
We was just talking amongst ourselves. And he said that in Nigeria, there is a custom for giving their newborn babies a name. He said that he was an eyewitness to these things. He said the priest would hold the child in his hand and the mother would come by and the father would come by and give the child a name. They would name it a biblical name that has some type of meaning behind it. The child may bear many names. For each family member gives that child a different name. The grandparent would name the child a different name than what the parents did. As the child would grow up, they would address the child by the name that they gave that child. For every time they were speaking the child's name because it was a biblical name, they were speaking inspiration and a prophetic word into the child's life. I looked at Brother Moore and I said, that must be why Jesus is called by so many names. For every time you speak his name, all of heaven moves and all of hell and demons flee just the mention of his name and all of hell trembles and demons must flee just the mention of his name and bodies are healed just the mention of his name and souls will be saved just the mention of his name and people will be delivered just the mention of his name and something has to happen you cannot sit there and do nothing but the moment his name is mentioned there must be some type of change in your life just the mere mention of his name and something has to happen. Did you hear me? Something has to happen. The mountain will be removed. The valley will be be exalted. The storm will be calm. Just the mere mention of his name. 
and things will happen. You can speak every name, any name, and nothing happened. Watch this. Muhammad. Buddha. Joplin. But the moment that you speak the name of Jesus, the name that says above every name, and something is going to happen. The reason why is because Muhammad is dead. Buddha is dead. Joplin is just a man. But Jesus is the only one that conquers Leviticus, he is 
our high priest, our sacrifice, and our scapegoat. In numbers, he is the God of order and the brass serpent on the pole in the wilderness. In Deuteronomy, he is the God who helps us pass over Jordan. In Joshua, he is the God who fights our battles for us. All nations tremble at the sight of him and his people in Judges. He is our righteous judge and our redeemer. In Ruth, he is the kinsman redeemer. In First Samuel, he is the still small voice that cries out our name in the midst of the darkness. He is the good shepherd and giant slayer. In Second Samuel, he is our conquering king. In First Kings, he is the God who is in all who is an all-consuming fire. In Second Kings, he is our provider. In First Chronicles, he is the God who is keeping record of all we do, say, and think. In Second Chronicles, he is the God that will hear us when we turn from our wicked ways. In Ezra, he is our scribe. In Nehemiah, he is our builder and rebuilder. In Esther, he is the king. He shows us mercy, for he loves us. In Job, he is the God who brings us through our trials. And who knew us before the foundation of the world. In Psalms, he is the Lord God Almighty, who is worthy to be praised. And he is the crimson word in Proverbs. He is the God of wisdom and the one we should fear. For he is the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. In Ecclesiastes, he is the real prince of preachers. All else is vanity when compared to him. In Song of Solomon, he is the rose of Sharon, the lily 
of valleys and the fairest of ten thousand and thousands of thousands. And Isaiah, he is the Holy One of Israel who is called Wonderful Counselor the Everlasting Father the Mighty God the Prince of Peace he is Emmanuel who was born as a lamb to the slaughter and by his stripes we are healed In Jeremiah, he is the balm of Gilead, the master potter, and the Lord our righteousness. In lamentation, he is the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he is the wheel in the middle of the wheel, and the roll who is sweeter than honey. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in the fire and the rock of our salvation that will one day smite the nations of the world. In Hosea, he is our husband who paid our debt and bought us back with his own blood. In Joel, he is the Lord of bounty. In Amos, he is the Lord of judgment. In Obadiah, he is the deliverer on Mount Zion. In Jonah, he is the one who commands all men to repent. In Micah, he is the everlasting ruler in Nahum. He is the stronghold in the day of trouble. In Habakkuk, he is God's evangelist. In Zephaniah, he is the mighty Savior. In Haggai, he is the ever-present one. In Zechariah, he is the humble king that rides on an ass. And Malachi, he is the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. And he is the one that will open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we cannot contain it in Matthew. He is Matthew. In Mark, he is Lord. In Luke, he is the great physician and speaker of parables. In John, he is the living Word of God that was made into flesh to be a light unto this dark world. He is the well of 
Jacob. He is the door. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only begotten son of the living God. In Acts, he is the Holy Ghost who comes upon us as a mighty rushing wind and he rests upon us as cloven tongues of fire. In Romans, he is the name that we call upon to be saved. In 1 Corinthians, he is the one that shall reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. In 2 Corinthians, it is his grace that is sufficient for me. In Galatians, he is the redeemer from the curse of the law. In Ephesians, it is by His grace we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ. In Philippians, in Philippians, He is the mark that I press towards. He is the strength in whom I can do all things through. In Colossians, he is the preeminent Christ. In 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, he is our soon-coming king. In 1st Timothy, he is Upon his word. 
In First Peter, he is the one who shed his precious blood as an atonement for our sin. In Second Peter, he is the Lord coming unexpectedly as a thief in the night. In the epistle of John, he is love. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is our beloved who wishes that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. In Jude, he is the Lord of vengeance. But I like this one. In Revelation, he is the Lamb which set us upon the throne. He was likened unto a jasper, the, the bright and morning star, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the one who was dead and is alive forevermore. The one who can make all things new. The lion of the tribe of Judah and the soon coming king of kings and lord Give him glory. In Hebrew, he is called Yahweh. Yahweh is Hebrew for Jehovah. He is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my provider. He is. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is my banner. He is Jehovah Rophi, the Lord is my healer. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. He is Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there. He is. Jehovah Tespa. He is the Lord. He is El Shaddai, the mighty Savior. He is 
Emmanuel. God with us. And when that same Yahweh walked on this earth in the form of a man, they called him Yeshua. But I just simply call him Jesus. He is is everything to me. He is my manna, my water, and my blessed hope. He is the power that drives my wheelchair. He is the very air that I breathe. I don't have to worry about my past or my present because I know that he is in my future. He is the only one that we preach about. He is the only one that we sing about. He is the only one that we teach about and tell about. He is the one that we are persecuted for. And he is the one we will die for. He, his name should never be taken in vain. That he is all together lovely. He is. He is. He is. Is all you have to say, really. He is. He is. Whatever you need him to be, that must be why. He is called by so many names. Because each name is personal to you. What does he mean to you? To me, he is everything, and I can't wait to bow on my knees and cry, holy, holy, holy is the name of Jesus. I still say, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When God spoke to Moses in the burning bush, he said, tell him I am that I am. He is everything. I am that I am. He is whatever 
you need him to be. To the sinner, he is the Savior. To the broken, he is the healer. To the lonely, he is the comforter. To the poor, he is the provider. To the teenager, he is the friend. And to the saint, I believe David, the psalmist, said it best when he said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me and in the presence of mine enemies. Thy cup, my cup runneth over. Thou anointest my head with oil. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Call upon him tonight, for he is the one who died on the cross and rose again and has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And he is the one. He was as close as the mention of his name. I know sometimes. I know I know because he is in our future. We shouldn't worry. We shouldn't worry about tomorrow. About tomorrow. But I'll be honest with you. But I'll be honest with you. Earlier this year. Earlier this year. The scariest days of my life. I remember. I remember. Laying there in the hospital. Being so weak. Being so weak. And so near death. And so near death. My body was in pain. I didn't know if I would live to see the sun come up the next morning. When you get in those moments, 
You'd like to say that you were strong. To be honest. But to be honest. I felt so weak. I'd gotten to the point. I didn't know what to do. For I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to pray. And so. All I could do. I just said, Mama, pray. She didn't know what to pray. But I can't tell you. The sweet peace that rushed over my soul. When she leaned over, it just whispered in my ear, Jesus, Jesus, change much. At that moment. At that moment. But I tell you one thing. When the sun came up the next morning I thought about that verse that says the weeping may endure for the night. Joy cometh in the morning. All because of that name that is above every name. And I couldn't help as I listened listened to my mother cry out that name Jesus. What the little virgin Mary must have thought. When the angel, when the name was uttered for the first time, 
in his name shall be called Jesus. For he shall reign upon the throne. Of his father David. And he shall save his people from my sin and of his kingdom. There is, there shall be no end. You now know his name. But I ask you, does he know your name? And is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? I believe Brother Bill Gaither said it best when he said, are bad in this place. I feel God in this place. If you're here tonight, you say, Jacob, tonight I want to bow my knee. And confess that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is, Lord, is Lord, Lord to the glory of God, the Father. The Father. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Is that you? Is that you? Would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? All over this building. God bless your hand here on the left. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? You're going to bow your knees sometime. Whether here on this earth, whether here on this earth, on judgment day, or on judgment day. So would you raise your hand right now? And say, preacher. Say, preacher. I want to be saved. To be saved. And bow my unworthy knee at the foot of the cross. And confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else? 
Those that raise your hand, look up at me. Jesus loves you. He not only wants your hand, He wants your heart and your whole being. So right now, would you do what the Bible says? And would you confess Jesus Christ is Lord? You'll do it one day, whether you like it or not. Why don't you do it right now while you have time? Would you come right now? Come on. We'll help you. You come. Come on. Shall we stand all across this place? We have heard preaching here this week. God has moved in a mighty way. But what would it be like if everybody under the sound of my voice would do what the Bible says? And bow on our knees. And claim. And cry. And come to this altar. And confess. Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. And so tonight, to close this camp meeting out, let's do it the right way. And everybody. Under the sound of my voice, young, old, men, and women, gather around these altars. You come. Flood these altars. Kneel in the aisles if you have to. The name of Jesus must be confessed. Would you come? Jesus is king. You know what the problem is with America today? We don't like authority figures. But let me tell you something. Jesus is not a pushover. Jesus is not somebody you can do whatever you want to with. Jesus is not a rug or a carpet that you walk all over. Jesus demands respect. Jesus demands that you bow on your knees and cry, Holy, Holy, Holy. I'd rather bow my knee before the King of Kings than to, than to worry about what your neighbor might think. Or what your friends might think. Or what the devil might think. 
heard Hank or what your boss might say. Jesus is king. He is still on the throne. Who cares? Who cares what anybody else thinks? I'd rather be on the winning side than on the devil's side. I'd rather face a thousand demons than to fall into the hand of an angry God. Would you come? There's still something about that name. That's why I shout. That's why I run the aisles. That's why I praise the Lord. There's something about 